Hi, everyone, and welcome to You File Your Taxes Your Way podcast brought to you by Lisa and Jerry. So this week's topic, we're going to be talking about couples and taxes. Right, Jerry? Right. Isn't that exciting, huh? It is. It is. Couples. Uh, we should have a really animated discussion about this, especially you and me, you know, what? about marriages, you know, because I'm a very, I'm a traditionalist. You're traditional. I'm old, right? You know, I made the, I made the cheesy jokes there on the last session, you know, and uh, I'm a traditionalist. You know, to me, there should be a contract between, you know, a couple. All wow. Right? Okay. officially says you are committing to this person. Okay. Not, none of this common law stuff. None of this common law stuff. None of this oh, common law oh, stuff. All right. At least you've warned our, our readers and our listeners. There you go. But I'm just kidding around, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, the purpose of the session today is to, you know, learn about how to handle taxes as a couple. Okay. That's, okay. that's first and foremost. And to dispel maybe certain myths when it comes to, you know, how your tax turn is handled amongst the couple. Right. Okay? So how to report it or how to actually go ahead and add those credits or anything yeah. like I that. I mean, is there a joint return, for example? Is that even a concept, you know, mm-hmm. a, a joint mm-hmm. return? What can you transfer between spouses, etc.? You know, so all these things we're going to look at today. You know, okay. we're going to see, you know, how these things are handled. Okay. Great. So first things first, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. Let's start. Let's go basic here. Mm-hmm. Let's go one-on-one and let's see know what the definition of a spouse is okay okay because we might say yourself oh come on that's easy i mean you know but when it comes to the income tax act it's not that simple okay Okay. well you know in other words what is a spouse when it comes to the income tax act and one of the myths that we have Mm -hmm. okay is that the definition of a spouse when it comes to common law yeah when it comes to the civil code if you live in quebec is it different is well that's one of the myths right is that is that it's the same okay, okay. now you okay. said it right it's actually different okay and it's very very different between you know what a spouse is when it comes to common law mm-hmm. or the civil code if you're in quebec mm-hmm. uh, and what a, what a spouse is when it comes to the income tax act okay okay so first things first of course you know a spouse starts with a conjugal relation okay. right so there's a between conjugal two relation parties. between two parties you know okay. whether it's a man or a woman or same sex yeah it is all it is the same you have a spouse if you are in a conjugal relationship okay okay now well again now does it require us Fine. residing together right and living together and the answer is yes of course it does okay. it's not just you know your boyfriend or your girlfriend that you're visiting right in their right. apartment and everything you know <laughs> that doesn't work okay no. you have to live in the same place okay? and is there a period of time that you have to live together in order to be able to qualify as a yeah. yeah that's what we need to figure out now right okay. is that is that does it take an absolute contract mm-hmm. between a, between a couple, you know, yeah. between two individuals? Yeah. Okay. Or is it just two people living together in a right. conjugal relation? Okay. The answer, believe it or not, is both. Okay. It's okay. all of the above all when of it the comes above. to the income tax act. Okay. So really, you know, marriage goes without saying. You know, if you get married okay. to somebody, yeah. you have a legal contract with that person. You are now in a conjugal relation, living together. Okay. That person, your your sp- that person becomes your spouse. Okay. Officially, when you get married. Okay. Now we get to the other people who are living in sin. Why would they be living in sin? They're living Jerry? in sin. What are they sorry, doing? <laughs> sorry, just my age thing. I'm really sorry about that. It's just you know the old the old in me is coming out again. But these are now what we're call what we're going to call here a common law couple. Okay? okay. Now not common law the co- in the sense of the legal aspect of it. We're talking about a common law spouse in the income tax act. In the Okay. Okay. So a common law spouse, very simply put, is an individual for which you are living with mm-hmm. for 12 consecutive months. Okay. In a conjugal relationship. 
Okay, so not like a roommate or anything. They actually have to be in a conjugal relationship. And is it 12 months straight that they have to be living together? Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. They have to be 12 months straight living together. And the 12 months can be any period. It doesn't It doesn't have to be the calendar year. It could be a prior year. It, it could be for, let's, let's take an example. Let's take an example. Where yes. we live in here, where we live here is that our, usually our leases are up June 30th, right? right? And July 1st, our lease starts again. Right. So let's say now you've got your significant other. You know, you decide, okay, we're taking that next step. Mm-hmm. We're going to live together. Oh, boy. Right? We're going to live together. All right? That's the huge step, right? <laughs> yeah. You know who you people are. You're living in sin. All right. <laughs> Again, I'll try. I'm working on it. Sorry, guys. I'm working through this. So, so in this case, when you move in yes. with your boyfriend or your, or your girlfriend, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, let's say July 1st. Let's take a year. July 1st, 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you reach June 30th, 2018, what happens? As of that date, you are now a common law couple. Okay. For the Income Tax Act. Okay. Which means that now this person you're living with is officially your spouse when it comes to the Income Tax Act. Okay. So, to the Income Tax Act, the moment you've crossed those 12 months, mm-hmm. you are no different then the individuals will officially get married, right? Okay. With a contract. Okay. Now, okay. what I mean by contract is, you know, they have a ceremony and they sign a legal document that says that they are now married, right? Right. So that's essentially what we're talking about. So the Income Tax Act, a common law couple and a married couple are one and the same. Okay. So All right? So in my example, mm-hmm. on June 30th, 2018, mm-hmm. well, now this person that I'm living with, let's say, is now my spouse. Oh boy, okay. I know, huh? Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to give a really good tip right now to reception homes. Be careful. <laughs> guys, you should, guys and gals, you should now have a common law day, all right? Common St- law day? Start advertising it because to the income tax act, you're married. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. You are no different than any other married couple when it comes to the income tax act. Oh boy, that's going to be a shocker for some of the listeners, I'm sure. I know, I know, absolutely. Well, they know what they're doing. <laughs> As I mentioned before, all right? But in the end, yeah. in the end, these individuals are now no different than a married couple, right? I mean, there's no difference because they've crossed over that, that barrier, that threshold of 12 months. Okay. Okay. And for you reception halls, ding, 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 ding. You guys have a new business opportunity now because <laughs> now you have common law day you can advertise. Hey, are you officially married according to the Income, Ta- income Tax Act? Come, Come on. on <laughs> bring everybody in. You are married now, just like everybody else. It's a huge bonanza. I'm surprised I don't see this kind of advertising anywhere. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. I don't know. So that's the basic definition of a spouse, right? That's what we need to figure out first is that that what constitutes a spouse when it comes to the Income Tax Act. Now, again, I make the clear distinction to say Income Tax Act. It's not the same when it comes to the Civil Code in Quebec or common law, Mm. okay, when it comes to the rest of Canada, okay? It's not the same, all right? So... That's the first step. So now we've, we've established we've established now that I have a spouse. Let's okay. say I live twelve months with yep. my with my significant other, and now I have officially a spouse. It's time to file your taxes. Exactly. And how do I do this now? So let's go through it and let's dispel a few myths, myths as well. Okay? okay. When it comes when it comes to this. So first things first. In Canada, there's no such concept as a joint return. Okay. Okay. What's that doesn't that exist. Now, in the United States, we hear this commonly. Yeah. Okay. Because in the United States, that is a thing. You could actually file one return between you and your spouse in the United States. And then there's, it would be, yes, it would simplify, but sometimes it complicates things too, because there are certain claims you can make, certain claims that you cannot. Mm -hmm. In Canada, you're both filing a separate return. Okay. Okay. But you are going to declare your spouse's name, SIM number, and their income Income. on your return. 
Right. Okay? okay. You have to do this. Okay. That is required by law. Okay. okay. So even though you have two completely separate returns, yeah. your names will appear on each other's returns. Okay. With your net incomes. Okay. Oh. The incomes that you made during the year. All right? right. So that's the first thing. Now, there's no such thing as filing jointly on one form, mm -hmm. but there is such a thing as producing your, your returns together. Okay, and what does that mean? What does that mean is, for example, if you're using a software product like UFile, mm -hmm. okay, we always recommend to our customers to always file together. Okay. Okay, there's one simple reason for this. What is it? The reason is that the Income Tax Act mm -hmm. allows you to share claims with your spouse okay. or to transfer claims okay. with your spouse. Okay, like what types of claims, for example? Are we going to see some examples maybe? Yeah, sure. Let's see Let's see some examples, right? So let's take uh, medical expenses would be a common one. Okay. okay. So when it comes to medical expenses, mm -hmm. you could actually group up your medical expenses and have one of the spouses claim the medical expenses for both. Interesting. This can be advantageous. Okay, because when it comes to claiming your medical expenses, the credit that you're claiming, yes. Okay, you the way the way the, the, the mechanics of the credit is you take your total expenses, mm -hmm. family, so you and your spouse, mm -hmm. you subtract it by three percent of your personal net income. Okay. And then whatever's left over is your medical expense claim for which you're claiming it at a fifteen percent tax credit rate. Okay. I see. Okay, that's that it's called a non-refundable tax credit. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's used to reduce your tax, but nothing more. Okay. You won't get the excess. Okay. okay? That, that's what it means by that's what we mean by uh, non-refundable tax credit. Mm -hmm. Now the reason why you would want to group up your medical expenses in one spouse yeah. is that since I have to reduce my claim by three percent of either my income or, or my spouse. spouse's income, yeah. well if I've got the lower income I'm going to put these medical expenses on my return. For sure. I want to maximize my yeah. amount, right? Or if my yeah. spouse has a lower income, then yeah. I'm going to flip give it over. I'm going to give flip it over to my spouse. So that's right. that, that's the reason. You want to optimize your return. Mm -hmm. And you know, it might not be a lot of dollars, but they could they could add they up. Add up. Yeah. They could add up, okay, with, with a lot For of sure. these transfers. So another example of this is donations. Mm -hmm. Okay, I wouldn't have thought of that one. All right, so donations is the same thing. So if if both of you are donating, mm -hmm. okay, and let's say for example, your spouse no longer pays any federal or provincial income tax anymore mm -hmm. and still has some leftover donations, well, then that spouse can give the donations to the other spouse. Okay. Okay. Who needs the, the, the credit to reduce, more, okay. to reduce their tax payable. Okay. Okay? okay. So that's another example of donate. So donations can be split amongst the spouses or transferred mm -hmm. amongst the spouses as well. Okay. Okay. Another example, and this one is a, is a big advantage of being a couple yeah. when it comes to income taxes, is pension income splitting. Okay. If that is huge. That's what people it's, are using these days. Of course, yeah. I mean, when it, since it was announced, it was just a huge, very popular measure as well, and for good reason. Right. Okay, because what you can do is you could grab whatever the government considers as eligible pension income. Okay. And that means, you know, RSP. Yeah. Uh, that means your registered pension plan. Let's mm -hmm. say you have an employer that they have a pension plan with your employer. Mm -hmm. uh, that means your uh, RIF income as well. Yeah. Okay. You can take any one of these incomes. Grab 50% of that income and give, and, it over my spouse. and give it over to your spouse who's lower income, for example. Okay. Okay. So again, big advantage. Mm -hmm. If your spouse is paying a lower tax rate, yeah. well, of course, you want why to not? transfer yeah. over that income and the government allows you to do it. Right. So why not? Yep. So in order to handle all these types of transfers, the only way a software like UFile, for example, can do this automatically, yeah. which it does through, through what we call a MaxPack, is essentially to have the two files together. Okay. When when you're filing these returns, as long as these 
as long as you are together as a couple mm -hmm. within the program, then the program will handle these transfers automatically. Okay, so the program's capable enough to be able to optimize and see who should get what credits, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's huge. I mean, yeah. We're talking about, you know, when it comes to pension splitting, for example, mm -hmm. that, these are big amounts that you could save, okay, amongst you and your spouse, okay? Absolutely. So we would strongly recommend it, okay, that, that you always file together, mm -hmm. all right? It's mm -hmm. not, so you always, you know, your producer returns together mm -hmm. when you're using the software, for example, okay? okay. Or if you're going to an accountant, you know, yeah. if you're going to an accountant, you know, go together to the same accountant, okay? It's, it, it is strongly recommended in order to claim these type of, you know, transfers, right? Right. That's the huge part. Now, the other aspect of a couple now are mm -hmm. the benefits. Okay. And now I come back to those common law individuals, oh, those common go. law couples. Let it I go. Can't, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm working on it, but right now I can't because now we're going to talk about the benefits. Okay. Okay. And benefits meaning GST credit. Yeah. Uh, meaning the Canada Child Benefit. Solidarity. For, yeah, solidarity if you live in Quebec or provincial sales tax, depending on the province that you live in. Okay. okay. Depending on where you are in Canada. Yes. Okay. So, and the equivalent child benefits as well for those provinces as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the way these credits work, mm -hmm. okay, these benefits work, is that they are based on combined income. So the family income between those spouses. And now right? by family income, we mean sp the both spouses. The spouses. No we, dependents. No dependents. Okay. We don't include dependents when it comes to this. So these benefits and credits are income tested. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're tested based on the combined income of the couple. Okay. So, of course, the more the income, the less you will get. And then eventually you'll hit a certain threshold where you don't get any of them. What's our, and that, that is true for GST. Okay. Okay, for GST and uh, and what's, and the equivalent PST credits, depending mm -hmm. on the province that you're in. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is absolutely true for those benefits. Because the the, the, the threshold is not high. Right. Okay, when it comes to GST, for example, we talk about 30, 30 or 40,000. It's really not that high. Okay. Okay, so when you combine now your income, all yeah. of a sudden you Double start losing yeah. these benefits, right? And the Canada Child Benefit is also income tested. So they will reduce the benefit that you're getting per child mm -hmm. when your income starts going up. Um, so, in the, so, of course, you so know. Have less kids. So have a, have a, or, or, or get a spouse that has very little income. All right. That's the other, that's tax tip of the day, people. All right. Get a spouse that has, that has very low income and therefore you can continue to get plenty of these benefits. Okay. We're kidding. We're kidding. Yeah, We're yeah. kidding. Again, I'm working through this, people. So, so that's, you know, again, that's another aspect right. of, of, you know, a, a couple and taxes. Okay. It's also those benefits because to collect these benefits, yes. you have to file your tax return. Of course. Okay. And and based on the income you're declaring on these returns, this is how the government will determine mm -hmm. the amounts you're actually going to collect. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Canada Child Benefit, for example, is a monthly benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, the GST credit is a quarterly benefit. Okay. You collect it every three months. Okay. And again, it's based on combined income. Okay. All right. So that's the importance there. And that leads me now to what we call the status changes. Okay. Okay. Where your marital status changes in the middle of the year. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. Yes, that is absolutely true. <laughs> for better or for worse. You got both scenarios, right? Right. You got the great news like common law day, right? I yeah. Think, I think we're onto something. We here. are. <laughs> I think we're really onto something. Common law day. We're going to advertise that, you know? And I think reception halls will be really happy. Absolutely. So, so in this case, when the couple gets together. Yes. Well, let's go back to the GSD credit. Well, unfortunately, they, you know, there's, there are very, it's very likely that you will lose now that benefit, right? Because right. now it's based on your combined income. Now yeah. you have a new income that's coming into the household. And of course you're going to lose now that particular benefit. Okay. Right. Chances are, because the threshold is not high. Right. Okay. The moment you go above it, it really gets reduced. Okay. By, uh, by the government. Mm -hmm. So, 
So in this case, yeah. when uh, when the couple gets together, yeah. when the couple gets together now, you, again, they have the combined income when it comes to these benefits, right? Okay. Now, the other thing you have to consider yeah. is that now you can start, for example, claiming your spouse as a dependent if your spouse has a lower income. Okay. Okay. So if your spouse's income is lower mm-hmm. than what we call the basic personal amount, which I think last year was uh, eleven six thirty five, something like that. Wow, that's a that's a really accurate number there, Elisa. That's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. I think you read. I think you read the forms every night before. I you do. Bed. I do. I study them vigorously. All right. Good. Good. That's very good. All right. So so if your spouse's income is lower than that amount, yeah. Well, then now you can start claiming your spouse as a dependent. Okay. Okay. As a dependent to you. Okay, to the government, you have now a dependent. No different than a child, okay, okay. in this case. All right, so that's another claim that you could do, uh, you know, when, once you're a couple. You know, in mm-hmm. the year that the status change happens, you're allowed to do this. The year you, you guys be, uh, you become officially a yeah. couple yeah. and you have a spouse now, well, now you can claim it because the requirement is is that it's only at one point in the year you had a sp- you have a spouse. And now, right. and now when it comes to the spousal amount, mm-hmm. which is the credit I'm talking about right now, the dependent amount, yes. it's the spousal amount, the technical term, okay? If you have a spouse on December 31st, that's all that matters. If you guys become officially a couple December 30th, guess yes, what? Too you, bad. You, know, you meet nope. the requirements because at one point in the year, well, at the end of the year, you right. have a spouse. Okay, okay. Okay, now, let's take the bad news. <laughs> all right, let's take the bad news, all right? So you get fed up with your significant other, out the door you go. Oh, all right? don't be so harsh. Out the door you walk. It probably was harsh when it happened, right? When that moment actually happened, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, I don't think there's ever such a thing as a good breakup, right? No, no. Unfortunately. No. But let's say, you know, unfortunately, the worst has happened. Yes. Okay? You split up with your significant other. Yeah. Now, what happens? First things first, the government wants to make sure mm-hmm. you are split. Okay. So, there's a 90-day wait period before you officially become separated to the government. Okay. Okay? So, for example... You know, let's say the next June 30th, you know, I, I become, you know, we're, we're official. Yeah. And then the other June 30th, I say, you know what? I'm out the door. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. right. I, I just, I'm out. Okay. Right. So starting July 1st, yes. I've got a three month period to make it official. In other words, the government wants to see whether you, whether you and your significant right. other might marriage. reconcile. Right. Okay. Might reconcile. That includes which marriage is logical. or a common law couple. It doesn't matter which one. Okay. 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 So, and remember... You don't have to be divorced to be separated right. when it comes to the Income Tax Act. If you are no longer in a conjugal relationship with that person, mm-hmm. and you're no longer, and, and of course you're no longer living together, yes. you might be living together still, but if you're no longer in a conjugal relationship, right. you are separated to the government. Okay. So it doesn't take a divorce. It doesn't take something yeah, official, no official like a divorce. or anything like that. You, you are just separated. As long as, as a, both parties agree on the terms. Exactly. So right. you are separated as of that moment. Okay. okay? So... In that scenario, mm-hmm. okay, when when the the separation happens, you have yeah. to go thirty ninety days. Ninety days. So you have to go ninety days. If after the ninety days you have not reconciled, yeah, then your official separation date is back to July first. Oh, I see. Okay. okay, so it's not at the end of the ninety day period. The ninety day period is only there to ensure uh, that to make it official. Right, right. To make it official okay. that you're separated. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So July first, now I'm separated with my significant other, which okay. means that now I no longer declare this person on my return. However, mm-hmm. however, there are certain claims you can still make. Like which ones? Like your spouse, believe it or not. Okay. So the How spousal must, well, how's that for uh, for a last kick? And then you know what? In the, in the year of separation, yes. in the year of separation, believe it or not, you can still claim your ex-spouse now 
as your dependents. Wow. You can still claim them for the spousal amount for the income they've made mm-hmm. up until the date of separation. separation. Okay. You're allowed to do this. Now, as long as you know what that income is, good <laughs> luck finding out, right? Good luck calling your ex-spouse at this point after you've had that nasty fight and right. figuring out what their income was up until that point. But believe it or not, it That's is allowable. Interesting. Because the rule is it's at one moment in the year you had a spouse. So that means that you are entitled to it. But of course, it's, it's the income up until, in my example, right. July 1st. Right. Okay, so I'm allowed to claim my spouse. Okay. The other thing I'm allowed to claim mm-hmm. is what we call the eligible dependent amount. So okay. let's say in the really unfortunate scenario, yes. okay, where there's a child involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're you're in a couple, you have a child together, and unfortunately it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now let's say you know you uh, one of the one of the people takes more or less full custody of the child. Okay, that person can now start to claim their child as an eligible dependent. Okay. Which is very similar to the spousal amount. Okay. It's again, it's a non-refundable tax credit. It's yeah. a claim as long as your child's income is below 11,000 some odd. Okay. 11,000. 635. Jerry, 635. Man, that is good. You've got a good memory or you read that or you read those. I read it just before this podcast. Oh, so I read right. it. I knew so you prepare. That's good. That's good. That's, uh, that's really good. So in that scenario. Yes. Okay. You can now start claiming your child because the rule is the same for the child. Okay. If at one point in the year you did not have a spouse mm-hmm. and you were taking care of a dependent, you're allowed the eligible dependent amount. And when you're saying taking care, does that include the basic needs? So if you're lodging with them, if you're providing them with food and things like that, yes. that's what qualifies. You are the caregiver, caregiver. of this child. I understand. Okay? Okay. And you are the main caregiver of this child. Okay. Now, this claim cannot be split amongst the ex-spouses. Oh boy, get and, ready for a fight. And get ready for a fight, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 the, and what, I, what I tell people all the time when they ask me this question is, yeah, but I mean, let's say it's a split custody. Yeah. Well, you well the way I, uh, the way I have them pictured in their heads is, can you physically split split your child right now? I would hope not. <laughs> exactly. That means you can't split the credit. Okay. So you that's have harsh. to agree amongst you who's going to get that last who's going to get that claim. Oh boy. All and right. that's another that's another uh, <laughs> nasty discussion that's going to happen <laughs> later on amongst the ex couple, right? Uh, amongst the ex spouses. So, but yeah. but that those are the rules. Okay. That's essentially how those rules work. Okay. Okay. So these are the concepts, okay? So, so, so these are the concepts of couples and taxes, okay? The general, mm-hmm. uh, co- the general concept. Yeah. Now, again, what I'll repeat, mm-hmm. and I recommend strongly, is that if you are producing your returns, produce them together. Right. Okay? You want to be able to make these claims, okay? Especially the transfers that I mentioned before. Yeah. These, are, these are tax dollars, guys, that you don't want to leave on the table. Yeah, and as okay. you said, it's their name, their social insurance number, and their net income. Yeah. So really, it's menial information that you need to collect yeah. from them. Exactly. And, you know, again, purpose of it, file together, produce yeah. it together. That way you can maximize your tax dollars, okay, your, your tax return. Yeah. Okay? I think that'll be really beneficial to everyone who's either using the software, contemplating using it, or even someone who's going to go with an accountant, right? They're going to have yeah. to get that information. And yeah. in the end, it's more advantageous to them. Yeah. So why not? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jerry. I hope everyone that was listening uh, got a good uh, feel of, first of all, your personal opinions about marriage, which snuck in there um, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> but, but also uh, got some good tax tips in there as well. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And stay tuned for our topic of uh, next week. Thanks. Bye.